Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, where we are tackling shame triggers this season. Today's episode, we are diving into body image and appearance with personal stylist, Christina Maduro. And with Christina, we really dive into our clothes and the kind of triggers and activators that they they set off in us and the stories we tell ourselves. And she really gets into what is the story of our clothes? You know, what do we want it to tell? How do we want to feel? And so regardless of where we're at with our body and how we feel about it, we can feel great now with our wardrobe. We can feel good with the way we dress. And for me personally, I know that my wardrobe is definitely something that is tied into my negative body image. And so I love how she kind of breaks down how we can start to have a much healthier relationship with it. So join us as we flush out body image and appearance with Christina Maduro. You as a stylist, I've always enjoyed our conversations because my whole thing is fighting the rhetoric and the messages that are like, you have to fit a certain look, you have to fit in the box, you have to certain style, certain look, certain size. And I love that we can have some practical, some, you know, philosophical feeling conversation, but also some practical stuff, because it's one of those, you want to live it out. But I still find myself wearing the same two things because that's either what feels like it fits or that's what I feel comfortable in. And so I just feel like you and I, it's like, we're marrying those different sides. So, yeah, I know. I love it. And I love that you, the two folks that you reference speaking to, I mean, that I would love to like have a round table talk. Like that would be amazeballs. I also follow a couple people who like hit on these and, and I noticed myself, I mean, I've always been drawn to that language, but um, someone posted a reel, one of these people that I follow, that was pretty amazing. That was about um, size and, you know, like we go on amazing vacations too. Like we, it was this whole thing of her laughing and being in this, um, amazing location with friends and celebrating and living her best life. But we don't get to see that so much. It's like celebrations and going on Lux holiday in terms of commercially seeing it. It's always this one image, this imagery of one type. Right. And I was like, you know, I mean, we know that we are fabulous and can enjoy a vacation, but it's not, it, it, you, you don't almost, sometimes you don't really realize that that's not showing up in the, in mainstream. Exactly. And it's funny you mentioned the vacation because we have a vacation planned for this summer, you know, God willing to, and it's like our first Caribbean, you know, kind of exotic, all inclusive, you know, like we've never done anything like that before. And I have gone back and forth with, I want to have fun regardless of my size, regardless of all of that. And I actually found myself in bed. I want to say it was like this morning. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm giving tech. I, I, I need to start exercising more. And I want to, from a health aspect, I yeah. want to move more. And right. so that's kind of like a whole other conversation, but, but I can still move more, but what if I move more and my body stays the same size? What if based mm-hmm. on life? genetics, all this stuff, no matter how much I'm exercising 
unless I'm obsessed with food and obsessed with counting and this and that, what if my body stays this size? So am I not going to have fun? Because I thought, Sam, this may be a once in a lifetime trip. You don't want to spend it. Like, what if you waste it being in this larger body Mm. and you're not able to enjoy the trip as much? And it almost was becoming a motivator. Like mm-hmm. that rhetoric wasn't a bad thing. It was like a, oh, you're right. Cause I talked to myself, you know, in my yeah, head, yes. I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're right, Samantha, you better get, you better get on it or else yeah. you're going to waste this trip. And so when you just said that about the, it's like, I need to enjoy this trip regardless of the size. Mm-hmm. I don't want to crash diet just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, cause all this stuff, as I've talked about on some of the other, with some of the other conversations, it's like, this just doesn't magically get fixed. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I want to be fabulous. I want to not only feel it. Yes. Yeah. Like, but feel it in my head and my heart and how can I express that on the outside? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, we need to talk about this trip and we're going to plan and we're going to put in like some time together about that. Yes. The thing I will circle back to and where my wheelhouse is with respect to that is helping people with these triggers that yes. that only kind of, um, you, let's say you're putting all of the work in, you're talking, you're, you're like coaching yourself, you know the tools, but then you go to get dressed and you're triggered by something. Or like before we started this conversation, I was like, I'm going to change my lip if there's going to be video, because for me, one of my triggers, like a positive trigger, Mm. um, and maybe I'll come up with a different word in the future, but triggers don't always have to be bad things in my like world. And for me, it's a lip and it's like for amazing days. And it's for those days that I need to be amazing. And like, that's a lot of it is showing up and, and this came about through like over time. It's not like one day I said, this is what's going to be my thing. It's it, it, a, I also work with people and tell them it needs to be something that's kind of like the, we're, we're not asking you to take on something that's not already you. So for example, if you're opening your closet and you're seeing these clothes that let's just take a shared experience like this, the quarantining and all the, the, the love that we needed in our lives at a time and continue to need, because I think we've connected to that part of our ourselves that we were able to kind of put aside because we could go to an office, we could go, but we had to sit in all the things and couldn't mm-hmm. really get away from it. So that being said, if you're opening your closet and you're seeing things for one reason or another, that don't reflect you anymore, whether it's a physical change, whether whether it's a professional change, a life season change. I mean, there's been a lot of life that's happened in like two years. And there have been things that aren't related to the physical, but just the world around us that have been um, triggers or have, have really impacted our lives to where what we see in our closet isn't serving us. So if we open it and we see this shirt that comes from a former life that in the back of our minds, we still have created a story about we should be there. Like there's this shame trigger because it's like, oh, I here's a size eight and I'm a size 12 now. And then instantly 
you're triggered by this, this question of worth and why, why have you gotten here and you go down that trajectory? Or let's just say it's, you know, like I, I work with um, sev- like moms, uh, they're one of uh, a big demographic of clientele whose kids might all be in school now full time and they, you know, open their closet and see, you know, I'll just use a cliche like yoga pants and mm-hmm. all that. Th- and they kind of feel like that ship has sailed. They want to level up. So it doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be this, you know, trauma story necessarily, yeah. but there are um, ways in which our priorities change and our clothes may need to reflect that. We may need to demand new things out of the things that we're putting on our bodies. I like that perspective, kind of open your closet and does it reflect who you feel like you are and the yeah. shame stories that are started. And it's funny, you said triggers and how they don't always have to be bad things in your life. I was talking to Corinne uh, Coppola and she was saying she likes the word activators mm. because triggers has such a negative connotation. Oh, I love that. I'm writing that and down. So, yeah. And so I thought that was good because yeah, like, you know, trigger does have a negative connotation and it does feel like, yeah, you get triggered into those stories, but then there's also things that activate us. And like I said, those could be good or bad, but like when you thought about the lipstick, it was like, it brings out like, I'm a bad bitch. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, that, I don't know if you use that language, but yes. like for me, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. I think of Rebecca from Ted Lasso. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love her. Love her. Yes. And, and yeah, I mean, yes. And the thing is, is that I think we don't take the time, right? We, we were on autopilot for so long and Mm -hmm. I use this collective we as many people that I speak with and that I have worked with since over the last two years and even prior to, because for me, wardrobe was always this connection to self Mm. and I getting dressed. I, you know, from a, from when I was much younger was always this, who do I have to be today conversation and who am I? And so there was this connection to, so it, it was always more than the shirt or more than the pair of pants for me. And that's how I related to style. And, and, you know, for a long time, it was out of uh, not having the access to it, but then through very, you know, a variety of, of reasons. And I, I do feel like there is just this connection that we didn't really realize when we show up as our best selves from the outside it's really important for that connection to happen. We were putting on our work clothes, right? Mm-hmm. And we were put and we put this uniform on and go to an office and act as, you know, boss, as teammate, as, you know, leader of the classroom, whatever the case is, you were able to take on this persona. But in our real lives, in our in our everyday life, I should say, not our real lives, because you know, working is part of many people's lives. Yeah. That's very but people real. do, obviously, but there's a there is a lot of um distinction though. Yeah. You know, between yeah. one or the other though. So I think yeah. that's a and, common thought process. Well, and I think that we have we in the past we were very willing to go there 
right? Mm -hmm. Like you dress for the interview and, you know, I'm going to fill in the blank event or I'm giving a presentation and this demand from your clothes to show up as this person. But then in our real lives, I'm sorry, I keep saying that in our everyday life, there's none that conversation just doesn't happen. And that was like such a, I think, over the last two years, that has been a major aha moment for a lot of the people that I work with. It's like, holy shit. Like, yes. Yes. Our, so literally our lives, the intersectionality of all of our lives were, were crashing in on itself because we couldn't go anywhere else to do our work. Go ahead. ahead. I said, no, it's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, I'm listening to you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it is so that, like you said, the intersectionality, the the mixing, you look at the zoom wardrobe, the big Mm. joke that everyone made, which was like the professional on the top and the comfy pants. And it's like, because your real you is in the comfy pants, probably it might not be, but you know what I mean? It's like, yes, 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 yes. And that's why I think even with that language you were using, it's like, no, I think that's previously how we thought. And then And kind of, and it's funny because even tying it into with this whole body image and appearance and everything, it's like, how does my style, regardless of my atmosphere, reflect the real me? Because if I'm putting my shame stuff on the table, it's mm-hmm. like, since I've gained weight because of stress and and regardless of the factors, that was someone else, someone, um, uh, one of the women I spoke with, she had mentioned not needing to qualify that you've gained weight. Like I want to give a reason, like, just so y'all know. Yeah. Under, under a lot of stress. Yeah. You know, I right. just, I want it to be okay. Like it doesn't matter. Like, or I ate change. a ton of fucking banana bread over the last two years. And that's what it is. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't exactly. matter. Like, but I think body change. Have to, yes. Yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> but I get stuck on like, well, this. And so like, I'm just kind of in frumpy clothes. Cause I'm in a frumpy place, but like, I'm still the same person. And Like, okay, I I can dress up if I need to, but like, how do we mend it all together? Like, so that we can, you know, use, use our style, use our fashion, use our appearance as an activator Mm. for the things we want to bring out. Or like, what does dress up mean? Which is another story that like, I call them style stories because that's the house that I live in. And there, what does that mean? We have been told like when we go to work or when we go to a a black tie or whatever, when we go to um, worship services, we have been told from a very young age, like Sunday best or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case is. And, you know, to very early on um, in my like professional career in the corporate setting, You know, it was I worked in a very conservative environment and, you know, there's there's conversations about what you should look like. It was very um, suited suit generated and women in heels and skirts. and, And so that's kind of what I rolled in on. And then, you know, I always had a touch of like personal a personal twist to something, which is my point for sharing, like, what is, what does it mean? And I always like to dissect that and uncover that with, with folks that I work with. It's what, what do you think it means in your life to look put together? 
Mm. or comfy and put together because those two words don't have to be juxtaposed to each other. And that like, let's explore what the options are. The marketplace for options is amazing, but I would say eight times out of 10, it's already hanging in our closet. We Mm. just, we just haven't opened the, the possibilities up because there are things, which is kind of the stylist hat, like that of pairing together. Because once you get rid of the triggers that are hanging, it opens you up to so many more possibilities. And or something that used to be like a negative trigger or a shame story around clothes, if you use it in another way, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, there's, there's something, maybe there's tailoring involved and it's just, or it's like the story, I'm not going to do this. So I'm going to get, I'm going to like, see, maybe a friend needs it, needs it. Maybe I do a clothes swap. Maybe I, you know, sell it on Poshmark, whatever the case is. And it's just this idea of, again, peeling back the onion of the questions you know, who am I? Who do I need to be? How can I align what I have in my closet with what those things mean? I, okay. So I love that. And I want to, can we start walking down the road of how to start tackling this? Yeah. So you said, you know, the Mm -hmm. questions, who am I, who I need to be, how can I align with what I have? And so Mm -hmm. let's now everyone's going to have, everyone is different and has different shame triggers, shame Mm. stories, and then style stories and how it's all connected. And so yeah, going through everyone has like a lot of people have gone through changes throughout the pandemic. So mm-hmm. a lot. So I mean, using my own kind of stuff, but then I think a general is regardless of the size you are, a lot of people struggle with having multiple sizes in their mm-hmm. closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we start? Because the, my first answer is like, take out all the clothes that don't fit. Yeah. That kind of is the Mm -hmm. first thought, Mm -hmm. but then taking it a step further of, well, what happens when stuff fits differently, but also at the same time, like my comfort level, it is loose stuff, Mm -hmm. but then I see women wear more form fitting stuff, regardless of their size. And I think, wow, they look good, but I'm not there yet. So it's like, yeah, there's stuff that needs to change. So can you kind of walk us through, if that all makes sense to you, can you help yeah. walk it through? Yeah. And if I can use you since you've shared Please it and we'll do. follow, we'll follow down the line. So, yeah. you know, first I like to have a, a, I recommend having a baseline, right? And that baseline looks like, I say, start with your favorites, put on something that's your favorite. Okay. And that feeling, I want you to stand in it. And I want you to like, pay attention to how you're standing, paying attention to how your, your, what your thoughts are when you have this on and then like take a paper and pen or whatever you like to write things down with and write down why this is your favorite why you feel this way. And that's kind of like your benchmark. It's not to say, go replicate this look. It's to replicate this feeling and other things that make you feel like this in, in it, and it, it will be something, it could be something different. Right. And then I would talk about if you, when you get into what's already there and things that may be triggering, if you want to take like 
the old multiple sizes in the closet. So I would never say there's like hard rules, right? Like everybody is different. The process is very um, dynamic because we are dynamic people. And what I would say is pick apart the story and say why. You mentioned people, you like loose, right? Well, what is it about loose that you are liking? It's so funny because side note on another conversation about body image, we talked about following more diverse people Mm -hmm. on your social media. Yeah. Because once again, as we said earlier, if you're following just the same size, that's living life, you think that's all that's there. And so for me, um, you know, I had, I got a Lane Bryant gift certificate and this like 16 years ago. And I remember when I opened up the card, I was like, like, how did she know I'm plus size? How did, how did she know my secret? And, you know, it was a joke. Like I I said this to the friend that I opened up the card and I think I've probably even told this before on the podcast, but it's like, I opened up and it was like slow motion, like Lane Bryant, (laughs) what? My secret's out. And so like that right there is the shame story is that like, I think that this weight and this size thing is like the secret that I need to keep. And, Mm. you know, even when I was at my thinnest, it's like wearing something tight, you know, if it shows off too much of my body, I mean, we could go even deeper there with like, there's definitely some issues of wanting that protection and hiding and feeling Mm. like, you know, weight and clothes is kind of a protection, but I definitely have this story that, you know, if clothes show off my body, people will see my body and mm-hmm, they'll see mm-hmm. the size of my body yeah. and they'll, they'll know I've got weight issues. And I remember one time telling that to someone and it was after I had lost weight after my son was born, but in my head, I still, you know, was, uh, you know, had a larger body and all this stuff. And I remember telling her, it was like a new friend. And I said, well, you know, I have weight issues. Like, obviously you can tell by looking at me, I have weight issues. And however I phrased it, thinking I'm being, you know, self-deprecating humor, she looked at me and was like, no, I nope, mm. can't tell by looking at you that you have weight issues. And it's mm. like, oh, I thought I had this running billboard across my face. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Samantha, she's got struggles with her weight. And yeah. Yeah. So I'm so obsessed with it. And it's like, yes, no one is as obsessed with my weight as I am or, and my yeah. body image and my appearance. Yeah. And so then it's like finding clothes. I dress in a way that covers and is frumpy. It's like when I'm not feeling good about my body, mm-hmm. but like, why do I have to be that way? We're like, why well, I tie it to, well, I'm this size. So I have to be that way right yeah, now. Right. But then yeah. I see other women now on social media, thank goodness. And it's like, wait, they're, they live life in a larger body yeah. and they look powerful and stylish and confident. And yeah. why am I stuck in this frumpy style and this frumpy mindset? Yes, right. And like there, it, that kind of struck me with, and we're, you know, if, if we were having this conversation and no one else was listening, we would spend much more, t- more time on each thing. And what immediately kind of struck me after that, like experience that you just shared was this other area of when you're looking at your favorites and it could be the fabric, the way it feels, it could be, you know, that 
you feel like you can move around literally and do the things that you have to do and that you have space to be yourself figuratively, right? But the other thing it was like culturally, um, I'm Latina and from a very young age, you are made aware of like how you're dressing. And this is, I know this is a broad generalization. It's like you, you pay attention. There's, this is the language that was told to me at a very young age. And so this idea too, like with the lipstick, with the, you know, the hair and all this, it was very much a part of how I grew up and dressing for what you love about yourself versus dressing to hide what you don't like is something that it's like that story. Well, you don't, I would never tell people what I think my flaws are because then they're going to be drawn to the flaws. So when we're standing in the mirror and that could be, you know, a physical flaw that we see as a, as a flaw or something that we're working on. But when you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to hide my arms because I have the wiggle Mm -hmm. and you're dressing for that versus I love my shoulders. And you know what? I love my height. How can I like figure that situation out? And if if then all of a sudden you're like dressing, let's say you want to try, you know, monochromatic uh, kind of vibe and switching up the texture of things. So there's still interest in depth, but that creates that long, you know, line, then all of a sudden, like I've forgotten about my arms Mm. because it's like, I'm showing up from that place of favorites. Like Like you're going back to that feeling that you had when you put on what you think is your favorite outfit, you are going to, you know, think of that and start from that place each time. And the way that you can start from that place is by like looking at those things in your closet that are creating the shame or creating this story. I mean, let's just say it's a gift you got and there was a lot of sentiment and you, you know, there was some thought, but it's just not your jam, right? It's like when our grandparents might've given us something as teenagers, it's kind of that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, that's, that's not necessarily something about ourselves, but it's something that we, that might conjure up this feeling of guilt for not, Mm -hmm. you know, wearing it or not having it. Um, be something that we like, but like I, even something like that can send you down and, and kind of um, it can sabotage work that you have done. And I say, look, the sentiment and the love was already exchanged with the gift giving part of the exercise, right? Mm. You received it with genuine gratitude and they gave it from the heart. And that's that it really can start and stop right there. Like, the, it, you know, and there's, you know, wouldn't it be amazing for someone who could really love it to give it to that, to, 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 you know, have it go on that journey. I like that. I like the idea of, you know, kind of going back to that beginning of the baseline and your favorites. So mm-hmm. it's like, what items, you know, like I'm kind of walking through the process verbally right now. It's like, okay. Yeah. Let's look at my closet. Let's assess what are my favorites so I can start to figure out how to feel good. Let's go through those stories. I like that idea of the style perspective and kind of reimagining that. Like I'm uh, this uh, reimagining the process of how we wear the clothes. Mm-hmm. So how can so if someone's listening, I feel like since Pinterest came out. So when after yeah. my son was born, 
I did the classic, let me look at Pinterest and let me, and I needed to buy new clothes and it was, let's see what's there. But then it's like a very Pinterest look and me being a like middle-class white woman, I'm going to shock you, but like boots with, I mean, you know, like jeans with knee high boots (laughs) and a certain shirt and my denim jacket. And I liked it. Like it was, but I almost don't even know what me is because now I'm dressing frumpy. And to tell you the truth, part of me, it's like, I do like having cute put together outfits, but I'm also really fine with like a frumpy outfit. Like I actually don't care. Like I don't like to fit into the box. I guess what it's like, what I'm trying to say is it's like, when I was in a smaller body, it felt more fun to play with fashion. But when I say play with fashion, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was more fun when I was in a smaller body to carbon copy the looks that were being advertised. Yeah. Just yeah. thought of that right now. Yeah. So right. I thought I was having more fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like when mm-hmm. I'm in a smaller body, I can have more fun with fashion because I can replicate the looks that I see advertised to me. Well, and they're defining this as this is how, this is what having fun means that you can fit into this category. Right. And so another area where people can investigate is again, like that's a style story, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is what, this is what we're being programmed that everybody is wearing and you know, this is also who we're following on social media. This is Mm -hmm. the program, the TV programming that we're watching. This is, you know, this is who we're, we are, when we have a choice, this is who we're feeling like we're comfortable with. So I feel like a little bit knowing you like Mm -hmm. before today, I feel like there's a little bit of rebellion going on. Like, I don't really care. Like, there's this two sides, of course, like we all want to show up and, and feel badass in what we're wearing. Right. And so like figuring out what it is. And, and I would say, we're not going to use frumpy. No, we're going to, I mean, I need to get out of that. Like I want to move out of that. Well, I mean, even that word, like that's kind of something that we're told somebody said that a baggy fill in the blank is frumpy, right? Mm. Like, I don't know if you have, so, so there is a conversation about fit, right? Like that's just kind of the technical side of, of, you know, figuring things out. And, you know, this, which is very interesting because when you, we kicked off our conversation, we were talking about like these, these ideas like fat phobia and, Mm -hmm. you know, people calling, um, people that are not sample size, like brave for showing up in this, this, this kind of, um, style or fashion, Mm -hmm. or every time they just show up as being themselves, like somehow that's considered brave, Mm -hmm. um, which if anybody's listening, don't ever say that to somebody who's like, they are showing up as Mm -hmm. themselves. Like it is Mm -hmm. not brave. If you want to wear a crop top, and you're, you know, a size 18 or whatever. It's the same as someone who's so anyway, that's mm-hmm. my little soap. Yes. Thing. I'm giving you a round of applause on that one. So if you feel you comfort and, and having room is very important. So then like, what if you added some structure to that? Right? Like, so if if I'm wearing, so I'm not mad at a sweatshirt and a blazer, like that's something that is I love. 
or you're pl- switching up fabrics, right? So there are a lot of ways it's about peeling back the onion. So like, you don't have to give up. It's not about de- depriving ourselves. Like you don't have to give up being comfortable, having something with room, but there is a conversation of fit. Like there is, there are some things that a lot of times we're just, you know, we could be wearing things that are too big or too small or, you know, those, those triggers, right. Are, Mm. or something that's not comfortable and you have to rig it or stand a certain way or tuck or suck or whatever the things Mm -hmm. are in order to make them work. And that is just like a constant trigger all day because you're aware that this thing doesn't work. And so those are the things that I would be like, okay, those are just going to, you know, step aside out of my closet and we're going to work with things that don't create that kind of conversation. You know what I love about this conversation, Christina, is (laughs) I, and and this is so funny. um, I was talking about this in therapy recently. It's like, and I know I'm not alone. We just want the right answers, right? Like you tell me what to wear. Like, so I feel like if I were advertising this episode, it would be shame around body image and appearance. So tune in to hear stylist Christina talk about, you know, regardless of your body size, here's how to feel confident. Here's, you know, and it's like, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my gosh. And this is exactly why we're having the conversation because there's not a blueprint. There's not a map because we're all individuals. Yeah. And so I love just going back to the very beginning of like, put something on that makes you feel good because Mm -hmm. there's specific tips. And and we can, as we begin to wrap up, I would love to hear some of your like top Mm -hmm. tips for things to try, but it's like, but that's the thing, even with tips, it, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. how you show up as your boss, babe self, like that mm-hmm. is up to you. And it's like, oh man, we're not just a little Barbie doll that gets clothes yeah. put on it. You know, it's that. Yeah. And I do think we're talking about possibilities, right? We're talking mm-hmm. about options and, and that um, the idea of that options, right. Is is a, is there was some like a word that you use, like, what was it? Skinny privilege or something like that. Thin thin privilege. So a lot of people don't feel like they have the option. So, right. Like that is a privilege to have an option or to even, because it's, it's whatever the route, the reality is whatever these people think that the reality is. Right. So, so creating this idea that there actually are options, Right. Mm -hmm. So if we are, you know, wearing 80% of our cloth or wardrobe 20% of the time or something like it's just like this bizarre segment of our life that is being reflected by what we wear. Right. Mm -hmm. Like this, this very small sliver, uh, it, it is starting from this place of abundance, right. Options, Mm -hmm. Let's just say if your favorite is an oversized sweatshirt and some like oversized sweatpants, how can we, you know, is it, can we capture the fabric and that fabric and, and make you feel that same way? Can we switch up the silhouette and keep that fabric? So there are all these amazing 
I mean, the world of athleisure and, and loungewear has been so like broadened that there's almost, there's just something for everything for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, there are different creative ways Mm -hmm. to use the things that are in our closet and who told us we can't wear a blazer with like a t-shirt dress or a sweater over a short sleeve maxi or a tank top maxi to make it fall. Like there's your cozy. So to kind of wrap things up, I love how you give us a starting point of finding our favorites and then asking us to unwrap our shame stories around our style, because it, as you were saying, it opens us up to so much more freedom in finding what our style is. Mm -hmm. So we can talk more. So I, I love that you got the ball rolling with us to think about our style differently, to ask ourselves these shame stories. And then next time we chat, I definitely want to talk about specific style tips. And maybe we can go through a bunch of different questions, do a Facebook live um, in the group, in the fleshing it out group, but kind of really tap into that beautiful style brain of yours. So if someone wanted to work with you, Christina, how can they get in touch with you? So the best way is to hop on the my scheduler, my Calendly scheduler and um, book a 30 minute complimentary discovery call. Um, that way we can kind of talk about what you're thinking of, what your style journey is right now and where you might want it to be. Um, and also email is a great way. Um, it's curls, girls, and style at gmail.com. And then I show up mostly on Instagram. If you want some, just kind of like some fun, quick tips uh, I have been known to do a funny reel or two. Yeah. Um, and that's always a fun, like another creative way to get the um, content that you might be looking for. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And like I said, I think we just scratched the surface today and I know that we have more we could explore. And so I look forward to continuing the conversation, especially as a VIP. So this is really, truly just the beginning of our conversations because we're going to be digging more into this. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm thrilled, thrilled to um, have had the opportunity to talk about this because it's so important. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, where we explore growth and healing through vulnerable conversation. Our hope is that you feel seen and find tools for growing resiliency and tackling your own growth and healing. Be sure to subscribe and check out the VIPs and other resources at samanthaspittle.com. This has been a Spitfire production. thing I've ever heard.